some new friends that I already feel like I've known for a long time. So this is uh, so wonderful. Welcome, Dan and Becky Hewitt. So hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Hi, for having us. Yeah, We're excited thanks. about knowing you. Yeah, yeah, this is such a God connection. And mm-hmm. uh, I know you have so much. You've been ministering at uh, Pastor Larry McKnight's church, Joyland. I know mm-hmm. him really well. Uh, and I know you have a ton to offer. Let me uh, read your sort of your bio so people can get to know you and sort of be ready to. Okay, I'm ready to mm-hmm. receive now. <laughs> so it says, Dan and Becky Hewitt are a Christian couple who love to talk about God and the fullness of his grace and unconditional love. We are tracking right there. Um, they believe in the finished work of Christ that brings into union with Trinity to delight in relationship and fulfill the church's purpose of bringing the kingdom heaven of heaven to earth. They have been married for 35 years with four grown children and have lived in Colorado Springs their whole lives. They've been involved as lay leaders at several Colorado Springs churches, leading adult and children's Sunday school classes, worship ministry, Bible study, small and small group leaders, <clears throat> teachers, hosts, and prayer warriors. Wow. Their hearts are for people to know their destinies as image bearers of God, co-heirs with Christ, and loved children of the most intimate, highly heavenly father. Their ministry is called Grace World, uh, which was started in 2015 when Dan wrote a book called, get this, I love this, Extreme Turbo Mega Grace. That just makes me happy to say it. (laughs) They have a weekly podcast that you'll want to connect with, and we'll give you the link for that, where they share their lives living in the abundance of God's grace as it pertains to both lofty and menial things. You can find them on the internet at graceworld.com and on social media. We'll provide the links. So welcome. Mm-hmm. That was a mouthful, but it, we yeah. have to do you justice. It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. Live some life. You live some, live life. some life. And I yeah. know you guys have stories. You've been on a journey. I'm really interested to hear you know, clearly you've arrived at some beautiful, powerful, life-giving things and out of that place are feeding the body of Christ. And, and it's mm. so beautiful. Um, feel free, like, tell us a little bit about your journey. Did you grow up as believers? How did that work? Yeah, good question. <laughs> you want to go first? Not sure. I'll go first. <clears throat> yes, is the answer to that. We both grew up in Christian families. Christian households um, uh, in the independent churches or Baptist churches, both those kind of things. Um, Strong family values. Uh, My family, uh, my dad and mom, they were musicians in the church. They, my mom, especially grew up in the church. So yeah, a lot of the heritage, Christian heritage. Um, And so I, uh, the firstborn only girl uh, in our family and, I had kind of feel like um, kind of that a personality type rule follower um, pleaser uh, kind of some of those typical personality traits. And so I, I feel like I've always loved and known God, but um, felt like the need to please him was 
fell, fell on my shoulders and um, was raised with some legalism, as a lot of people are, in, in following the rules to get God to, to interact with you. So, um, it, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a two, it's like a double-edged sword. <clears throat> like there's the, I loved God and I was around Christians my whole life. Um, and then also my inner life, there was a lot of struggle and there was a lot of striving. And um, so it, it has been a journey. And when you said they've arrived, well, I, I heard what you said. You said they've arrived to some conclusions, which is great because that is true. But we have not arrived. We're all, we got it all together. And yeah, so we'll, 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 we'll gather around together when we arrive. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. Let that's each other right. know. So, yeah. Still is a, a work in progress, but also it has been a beautiful, I'd say the last, oh gosh, maybe 10 to 15 years, this, this season of um, exploring God and intimacy and acceptance and grace in a fuller sense. Mm -hmm. um, Dan Moeller has been a huge part of our journey in that and mm -hmm. we discovered that we could hear, you know, his testimony, his words. We've heard him a couple of times and just a lot of good preaching. You know, there is a lot of good preaching and teachers out there to help you kind of get to some of the questions that are in your heart about, well, you know, if God is all love, then how can we come to grips with some of the things that maybe the, the churches we're seeing around? Well, yeah. 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 Or even the church is not <clears throat> fully embraced. So we, we have a pretty huge heart for people in the church that are still striving. I, I yeah. love that so much because obviously we have, I mean, you have a heart for everybody, but you are mm -hmm. kind of assigned and um, I haven't given up on the church yet. I don't know about mm -hmm. you. I yeah, think not at all. This church mm -hmm. and he came to save and he came to save the prodigal son and he came to save the elder brother mm -hmm. uh, and the spectrum. And so we just all need it. And I think we all get it as we are mm -hmm. pursuing yeah. that he's faithful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. Yeah. I had, I, mean, I don't know, somewhat similar. I, I grew up, I actually got saved at five years old at a little Christian school in Florida. But I mean, my, I think if you were to say my testimony in a sentence or two, it's basically a, a Pope Heal commercial, which is, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but, so, so my initial salvation experience was do you want to go to hell or heaven? It's like, oh, I pick heaven. Okay. You know, and then I find as I grow, but wait, there's more to the Christian life. And it's always, it's like, oh, but there's more. Thank you, and Jesus. yeah, in every decade, it's like, there's a big, oh, God says, wait, there's a whole new thing for you to learn. You know, 30 years ago, uh, we bumped into what, what does grace really mean and stuff. And God kind of pushed me in a place of, no, I mean it. You really are forgiven. You really are loved. You really are accepted. And, you know, I'm not just kidding because most of us kind of give, um, you know, we give lip service to that. Oh, yeah, I'm hey, forgiven in Jesus. Love, forgiven, but. And we're right. It's, for the blood. Yeah, exactly. I'm fully sanctified. You know, I'm fully saved, all this stuff. And it's like, OK, God, will you forgive me now? And it's like, you already did. And it's and to me, that's. You know, I know we talk about, I've listened to your shows, I've listened to other people, and there's so much big idea concepts going on in the church, you know, all sorts of spiritual things, all sorts of, you know, strange things, whatever, all kinds of new ideas and so forth. And it's like, I feel that a large portion of the church is still stuck back at, I don't even know I'm forgiven yeah. and loved by God. 
Yeah. And it's like our passion is like, we got to get you past, the, you know, it's in fact, I came up with a thought the other day, you know, Paul says, I want you to get past milk and onto meat. It's like, I think some people are still drinking amniotic fluid. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, we need to know. get you we, more. Like, yeah. It's like, let's get you to at least know that you're loved by God. Mm-hmm. And then we that can really so start to heart. take off. Yeah. I just, I just love that so much because I actually didn't grow up in the church, mm-hmm. but I grew up under condemnation and legalism either. So I can smell that puppy and I just, it took so much healing from my heart to get yeah. past that. So when I mm-hmm. see that in the body of Christ as inner bear, image bearers that are just these adored kids mm-hmm. and they just, there's just so, okay, I hope I'm forgiven. I hope I'm doing enough. Oh my goodness. Right. That's just so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you have. So in your, in your journey of learning that you were forgiven and you were loved, did you go in and out of some different streams? Did you spend some time sitting on a mountain? How did that roll? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know the biggest thing for me, and I had good teaching growing up. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had solid Bible teachers and I know a lot of people will go say, well, it was legalistic or this or that. And it's like, there's some truth to that, but I also really learned the content of the word. And it's like, and right. And so this is where I know people will get mad about, well, this church was legalistic or this was that. And it's like, learn what you got from it. Take the good parts, delight in the goodness and say, okay, now I want to get more. And I had great, I had crazy churches that I had a pastor that taught in Greek and he used an overhead projector and diagram sentences and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, but he went crazy and did terrible things. And it's like, okay, I don't want to do that. But I learned some stuff from him along the way. And so I think that's the key that God gave me was, I think early on was the ability to see people make terrible mistakes and recognize what's the truth still. And can I recognize God's work versus what they did mm-hmm. and look at the difference between the two. Because yeah, I know a lot of people that get offended because somebody did something bad and they leave the church. And it's like, that wasn't God that did that. That was that exactly. person that did that. Exactly. I mean, even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Well, there are probably some places where Paul was not following Christ. Don't do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you get to eat the chicken, spit out the bones, but it doesn't mean the chicken is not life-giving. And we need to yeah. honor what we have been handed down, even if we say, no, that part's not good. That's a bone right there that goes, but this right. is good. Hold, you know, we, 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 we have a tendency with all the deconstruction, we're throwing out the baby with the bathwater and the right. baby is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's life giving. Yes. We need the baby, That's but right. definitely throw out the bathwater and, and we right. need help by the baby (laughs) to show us what's baby and what's bathwater. And so um, I, I I love that so much and God is passionate for his church and we need to honor what we have been handed down. I love your stories. Like you were handed down some really good foundational stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And because of that, Mm -hmm. when people come up with new ideas that may seem crazy or weird, I can say, all right, I know enough of the word to say, how does that really connect with the word? Exactly. You know, and let's understand that from a biblical perspective and be led by the spirit and connect all these things together rather than just going, I don't know, sounds like a new idea. Okay, sounds interesting. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul, talk about that, the philosophies of, of man, that we just come up with our own brain children because we're offended. And every anytime we get offended, 
we're not seeing correctly, right? Yeah. We're not able to even, because it's filtering through our offense. Right. And right. so even our offense towards ourselves, our offense towards God, we live in a world where evil things happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then our offense towards the church and our offense towards people that are not calling themselves believers, whatever that is, right. uh, you know, and, and it all needs to be addressed, but we need to have the humility to embrace what has been gifted to us. Apparently God is confident in his church as imperfect Mm -hmm. and as imperfect as we are to hand it down for through millennia. Mm -hmm. Think think about that. What you just said, like God trusts us. Yeah. You know, I, that that's a pretty big pill to swallow for anybody who has any kind of, a firm grasp of humanity, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but, but as image bearers, as we are created in his image and redeemed to live in that creation, he does trust us. Like he trusts Adam and Eve with the world. He trusts them with the garden, at least, yeah. you know, and how to tend and, and take care of it and whatever he, that's the kind of father we have. It's the yeah. father that says, I have, I have good things in store for the world and the cosmos and humanity. And I want you to take care of it. I want you to be participate with me in relationship and be able to move freely in life and take care of the people around you, take care of the gardens around you, whatever, whatever your thing is. I think you have a medical background, take care of people in their bodies, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is, whatever your, piece of the image of God is, I have this kind of fun theory um, in, in Revelation when there's a being that has eyes all around it. And every time it sees God, it bows down and worships God. And I feel like those eyes are kind of like a disco ball. Like, or like, like really that like God's the disco ball and the eyes are seeing like all these different facets of God. And really what he's seeing is us. He's seeing our, yeah, we each of us get one of those little facets and we get to bear God's image in that little facet. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty uh, freeing and yet also like a uh, weighty thing to think about. Like, oh, I have an image of God. I have part of the image of God in me, you know, to, to bear right. forth in the world. And only I can bear forth that part, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, that's really dynamic in, in, as you think about purpose and all those things that you want. And, and again, like those are really lofty things. Like I said in the bio, like we like to talk about these lofty things, but then like, where does the rubber meet the road? Like, what does that look like? And I deal with my adult children or deal with work or deal with my husband, you know, like, what does that really mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does come like, if it doesn't apply where the rubber meets the road, where we live, mm-hmm. it can't be a God thing. Right. Right? So mm-hmm. it covers all the space with it. And I love that, that image of God in Becky flavor, the image of God in Dan flavor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and, and it's not a full image of God without you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is why he, he, he gathers his arms around humanity, uh, because they were born with an image of God, whether they know it or not, whether they're right. cooperating with it or not. Right. And, yeah. and, um, and he's in the, 
in the process of redeeming all that, of bringing that back. And so as much as he understands, we're messed up. He understands this more than we understand it. You mm-hmm. know, from the inside out, the original design as an image bearer is something he could pull on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working that out. Yeah. Yeah. So many people are shocked when they make a mistake. They think God's surprised. And go, God's going, what? You no, failed? No. You made a mistake? What? Right. I never, <laughs> how could you let me down? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things too is to follow on with what Becky said is God wants us to be bold. Um, I remember, I think sometimes we live the Christian life, um, I'll kind of call it the military way. And this is a negative thing. My dad was in the Air Force for 29 years. And one of the things he saw is he just wanted to do good work and get stuff done. Mm-hmm. is so many people just worked all their time was on how to get the boxes checked for promotion. Yeah. And one of the biggest things about that is to never make a mistake, you know, cause having a mistake is a problem. And so people would never do anything cause they didn't want to make a mistake. And I think we get stuck in the Christian life that way where it's or like, Oh, we'd hide our mistakes. Right. But we get into this, the sin consciousness of what if I sin, what if I make a mistake? And it's like, then you made a mistake. Let's talk to God. Let's keep going, you know, but you get paralyzed with, and then I'm not going to do anything because I don't want to make a mistake. What if I did it wrong? What if it's like, guess what? You're going to do it wrong. You know, why do you think doctors call it practicing? You know, they stick a scalpel in your hand. And the first time you do it, are you experienced? It's like, surprise. What does it feel like to cut a person open? Surprise. I don't know. I've never done this before. And it's like you have to actually learn and you might make a mistake along the way. And hopefully we don't do a lot of stupid stuff and hopefully we don't wreak a lot of havoc for that. I mean, right. you know, there's even yeah. grace for that. If there's not grace for the extremely stupid stuff, there's not grace for the little stuff. There's just right. Grace. I mean, look at the life of Jesus. Did he ever tell his disciples whoa, you're going too much out into faith and trying stuff I don't want you to do. You'll never see that in the Bible. It's usually like, why are you not going off and doing this stuff? It's like, well, you know, we didn't want to make a mistake. You know, we don't know. We're not sure yet. And it's he's like, no, go. It's it's the tale of the the five talents, ten talents, one talents. You know, the one talent guy is like, well, I was afraid. So I just buried my stuff. He wasn't real happy with that. No, it's like, go do it. And I think there's so much excitement, good things God has put in our lives, but we're afraid to use them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a similar idea as talking earlier with Becky on. It's like, um, you know, we grew up in churches where evangelism was a really big deal. And we always had evangelism classes and it was like pulling teeth to get people to do evangelism. And I finally claimed it's like, why? It's like, because you don't really know God. And you have nothing worth sharing to somebody. And so trying to get them to evangelize is basically saying, let's go door to door and tell people, hi, I'm miserable. I'm filled with legalism. Would you like to come to my church and do that, too? And God's <laughs> not really happy with me. <laughs> right. And God's he's kind of really taking me. Because you have but he's, yeah, he's really mad at you. But you can come to my church and you'll be a little happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll you know, them once, off for a little bit. Right. And once we know God <laughs> and we start recognizing God's not mad at you and he's delighting in you, it's like, oh, I might have something worth telling somebody about. 
and you don't need a program. You don't need saying learning techniques or whatever, but I'm saying, listen, when you share God from your heart, like, wow, I'm excited. This is, I feel so free. I'm so happy today that that speaks and they can see it on your face, even if your words are messed up. And so, right. right? And so that that's how you share and you share, you share the love. It's the goodness of God that draws us to repentance. So where we all Mm -hmm. need repentance, we all need to be evangelized for that matter. Uh, However you want to, if, if we're using that terminology, um, we we need to connect with the goodness of God, where we're not seeing the goodness of God, where we're feeling mm-hmm. condemned, where we're feeling alienated, where we're feeling rejected, where we're feeling whatever, um, and seeing Him clear, mm-hmm. seeing Him clear. It, you know, when you when you're in love with someone, you have a hard time not sharing yeah. about them, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be in love with a person you're not quite so sure likes you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that in Becky in the last, I don't know how many years, where she was a lot shyer about having to say stuff. And as she gets into this and really sees the work of God, she has no problem talking to people saying, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in my church. I'm really excited about this. It's almost scary. It's like, wait, who are you? And what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's real Becky. Yeah, yes, she's the real Becky now. right. Yeah, we do carry, I think that's a lot of it is we, and this is, I think this was something you wanted to talk about was the key relationship of once we come to really understanding God is to actually have intimacy with God. Okay, so why is intimacy scary? Intimacy is let's get naked. (laughs) So, you know, and I mean, right, we have to bleep that out here now, but it's, you know, before God, God it's no problems with naked, naked's good. He's pro naked. I know he's, (laughs) it's that, yeah, taking off the mask, taking off the clothes, taking the things that hide us. And most of us have been living our lives trying to hide all the things about us, all the warts or any problems and stuff. And God's like, let me see you. I want to see you intimately. And I want you to see me. And that's just, such a beautiful thing beautiful. and we miss out on that so much oh my goodness and and and, and that's just all part of the fall right where they're naked and and ashamed yeah. and all that but um but you know unless the unexposed is the unhealed and so if we're not running to god with our warts and with the ugly things and with shame and with everything that we think that god's going to reject we will never know him as he truly is. And so the more we're able to do that, and he's advice, he's the safest place in the universe. Exactly. And so we come with our struggles. We come with our, oh, I did it again. And I said, I'd never mm-hmm. do it. What we come with that. It's like, oh, get it off me. You know, right. It's, you know, he's the only one that can do that, but that he wants to heal it. He's not exposing to shame. He, he's not exposing to get you vulnerable so he can punish you. He's exposing so that he can heal it like, like a good doctor. Right. Right. You know? And so, right. And it's just a thing of love. So you can be free. So you don't have to hide. You can just be you authentically. And that's what the world needs. They need us authentically, not perfect, but growing and, and, and being perfected, even as we're internally perfect and working at our salvation. with you. But you know, we're Uh, not doing it perfectly, but so what? So grace. So grace. We're not doing it perfectly. So grace. Mm -hmm. I have a big heart for the next generation. I think the next generation is already doing this. I think we see a lot of people who are saying, I'm not going to hide behind. They have, I think that's actually part of the purpose for the next generation that God has is this place of vulnerability. Now, are we doing it right? 
in every instance. Uh, no, uh, because the enemy has gotten in there and told them some lies about who their true selves are. But I think they have the right idea. And I think they have, you know, the, the heart of God that says, we're not going to um, be fake Christians. We're not going to be fake people. This is what's going on inside of me, and I'm not afraid to wear it outside of me, too. Mm-hmm. And so in some regards, it's kind of refreshing, <laughs> honestly, it's refreshing to say, OK, I know what I'm dealing with. You know, I have uh, some friends, actually, uh, that I get to speak uh, with and have relationship with. And, and uh, one of them recently said, you know, I really have some baggage with my dad growing up and him being absent whatever and so recently I, I thought can I just can I just call God she just for a little while can I call God she so that I can feel that intimacy hmm. and she gave herself permission to, to do that and I thought good for you yeah. good for you to address the the, the the even to know what you're feeling inside of your heart and what's causing you know this angst or whatever or this place where she wanted to put up a wall to God, like, I can't, I really can't see you as he anymore. I need to see you, you know, as she, and whatever. And I know there's a, that, that's a big, uh, that's a big can of worms, I should say. It is a know. can of worms, but actually I think it's a can of worms that needs to be open because it needs to be cleaned out and what is true and valid about it needs mm-hmm. to be true and valid. What is kind of going us and in, in creating God in our own image. Okay. That needs to be dealt with. I'm actually writing a book on that right now, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, um, good. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Our about our identities. Cause if you're an image bearer, Becky, and you're a woman, that means there's a part of God that's female. Right. For so, sure. You know, and now we don't like wipe out the masculinity, father, God, Jesus, or male. I've got this really down. It's, I'll have to send that to you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes, right. yes, I'm so, very excited. To you know, I think that. this is probably one of the things actually Larry's really helped being at the Joyland is learning to be comfortable that other people might use terminology or words or even might take something a little too far than you would. And you don't have to correct them and you don't have to feel the need to fix exactly everything that everybody says, you know, because like what if somebody says she forgot, it's like, you know, coming back from me 40 years ago, well, what is that saying? Well, you're bringing it into a pagan religion of something with priestesses and, you know, she gods, and it's a rejection of masculinity. Like I said, it's like, well, that might not be what they're doing, you know, and that, and, and if what if is, they, and it's it, there to help correct them. Right. Right. Yes. And yeah. yeah. And it's like, go from one ditch to the next and we need help being corrected, but God's right. Last time I checked. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. And it's that, we, we want to make sure that nobody says something incorrectly. And it's like, eh, you know, we can, we got to figure out where, and it's going to be very minimal where we correct people. Cause to be honest, that's probably not very often that it's our job to correct people. And that's so I mean. good. That's such a <laughs> humble place because you guys know so much. You have such a font of knowledge for whatever, just an experience. And part of you, part of humility looks like I'm led. I mean, Jesus let people be wrong. Yeah. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have things to tell you, but you can't bear it now. So mm-hmm. we have to trust people's salvation to the savior and be led right. in partnership with God as sons and daughters, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So, and daughters. And so yeah. as, as we're being led, there's a time 
yeah, that's okay. They're, they're, that's all right. I don't need to address that. And there may be a time yeah. when their hearts right. are open and they can hear, but it's not this. I, I think what happens is we get so afraid, like mm-hmm. somehow if we don't correct it now, they're going to spin off into hell and right. have to be responsible. And, yep. and God's not like that. It's, it's, so we're led by the spirit of God, which is love, which is not fear. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so we can bring our fear to God. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of afraid because that's kind of making me uncomfortable. Do I? No, I'll just have to sit with that. It's okay. I'm, I'm really right. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. yeah. And these are things where it's even not just even humility, it's strategic mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sense of you got to decide what's important. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a, if I'm going to love somebody. So the number one goal of God really is I need to love people. I need to reflect his glory and love them. So the question is, will this correction at this moment in time be what draws them in love towards him? Mm -hmm. I'll say nine times out of 10, the answer is no. That doesn't mean there isn't a time when you say, hey, this is kind of problematic and can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. But most of the time you kind of got to want, and it's the hardest is with your kids, right? Yes. You have to watch them actually make a mistake. And this is where, I mean, we did a lot of parent, this is where I talked to a lot of parents now is in hindsight, a lot of parents are trying to correct and control teenagers. And it's like, you, you've you missed the training boat already here. You're now in the coaching, uh, mentor, and some other roles and you've passed the, I just get to control you and tell you what to do all the time. It's like, well, you can try that when they're 16, 17, and 18. And you might think that it's going to be effective, but all you're doing is ticking them off or driving them away from you. And you're not generating a relation because that's the time when you need to be building a, and I want to use the word friendship carefully because it's like, you know, it's not our jobs as parents to be your friend, right, right. but there is an aspect where we are developing a different I don't know what to call it, collegial, friendship, mentor, peer. We're trying to bring them to be peers as adults. And so we need to treat them as peer adults at, at some level Absolutely. and start honor drawing them. Growing them. into adulthood. So you've got right. to honor. What we need to draw doing. them into that and draw mm-hmm. them into correct. How do you live in that? And let me get, because that's one of the things I noticed with my kids is there's conversations I had when they were younger, where I just gave them the facts about people, mm-hmm. you know, these people do that. This is why this is the case or something and so forth. Well, what they didn't see is me interacting with those people. Mm-hmm. So later on, I see them interacting with those kind of, I'll give you an example. My child asked me about Catholics. It's like, well, here's because some of the, the yeah, background because they had, we were going on a missions trip and we were going down to this teeny tiny town in Mexico. And that was, had, the, really the only church experience there was Catholicism. Right. And so we were going to, you know, uh, we were just talking about that's the atmosphere that we're going right. to. This is what Catholics believe, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so I just tried to be very matter of fact, and here's some facts and information. Here's some differences and so forth. Well, we get home and he's talking to the neighbor kid that's Catholic. And he's like, yeah, you're all going to hell and blah, blah. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, it's like, I think wow. we missed it. Yeah. And it's sometimes they get the information, but they miss the interactions. And the, and so they, t- some of one or two of them thought I was more harsh. And it's like, but no, you haven't seen how I deal with different people mm-hmm. and so forth. Because 
what I give you for just information is totally different than what I do with a person who I'm actually involved with and in that relationship. You know, one's facts, the other is relational and they're a totally different world. They are. So, which I mean, go there with God, right? Yeah. I, I, Felt like I was relating to God based on facts for a long right. time. Doctrine is life. what we get important, you know? right? But yeah. that intimacy, that relationship, it, it, um, it, it took a while to sink in that that's what the Lord was asking. And, and the rules and the law and the things all have their place. And we can do another podcast about that. But the fact that he is, he is relationship. They are relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's what was creation was born from that humanity was born from that so that we could enter into that relationship with yeah. him so that we could see how he works with the world he isn't just the lawgiver he is the re- the ultimate relator absolutely that's mm-hmm. so beautiful and 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 it's interesting because none of us have our doctrine correct so if we're trying to like check all the box like i'm assuming mm-hmm. i'm wrong I just don't know where yet, you know, where you're yeah. blind, I don't know where you're blind, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be wrong, but I, I, I've God is such a huge God in my heart of hearts. I'm doing the best I can. Right. And I trust Holy spirit in me and I trust Holy spirit in you to lead and guide us into all truth. So where I I'm not getting it or I'm getting it partially or whatever. Well, clearly I'm, I, you know, it, my, my, my death hell spinning out in eternal conscious torment is not hinged on my getting my doctrinal boxes correct. Yeah. It's hinged on a relationship. And that's why we right. can lax, um, not, not get, not get apathetic or complacent, but we don't need to be in fear because the one who is love, the one who is truth has us leading us and guiding us in it. And we get to partner with it and we're not going to do it perfectly. And, and it's not based on us doing it perfectly. It's based on, he insists on expressing himself through his kids and, you know, and so we can rest while partnering, you know, and parenting is so hard because like, it's not like you you get you get trained and then you're a parent no it's <laughs> you know it is so hard i look back at all the mistakes i'm like oh my god i'm a yeah wow yeah you know, but we have to believe for a trip which is kind of the hardest part in some ways because our mm-hmm. hearts are so interconnected right. yeah um, well like just to, just to throw something in there you know people will say how come you messed up and it's like you know adam and eve didn't turn out right and who was their parents and so they had issues. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. And God didn't say, okay, I'm done with you. I'm just going to create another race. He actually yeah. was, the, he, he actually was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He already had it in hand before it happened. So it right. wasn't like, so, and it needed to be walked out and there was a ton of fallout. I mean, clearly it still is, right. uh, <laughs> but he's still issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I also I've I've moved away from the words right and wrong, not because I'm a some kind of strange mystic or something, but I I actually work with modeling and simulation. That's what I do for a living. And so like we fly satellites in space and I make computer models of them. And so, you know, the basic model is, well, it orbits, it, it goes in space and it goes around. Well, a better model is, well, it has a control system, it has thrusters, it has, you know, and there's better and worse models. And I think that's kind of where we are with God. We're putting a mental model in our head 
And what we do is it's not that we're wrong or right. We have better and worse models of understanding that are more or less accurate. Now, some people's models are terrible. (laughs) They They have a terrible understanding. But all of us, hopefully, we're like, hey, this isn't a bad model. And it at least represents or resembles him. And I'm learning how to tune that or make finer detail and grow uh, much more interest in understanding the nuances of that model of who he really is. And I think that's more important because I think when we get into, well, am I right or wrong about God? The answer is, well, you're better or worse in terms of or more or less accurate yeah. in your understanding of who he is. And hopefully we're just growing and saying, I'm getting more accurate. And I know, and this goes back to the intimacy, more accurate means I actually know him better. Mm. So it's a depth of intimacy and knowledge is really what growing in that is. Oh, I love that because getting out of that right, wrong. Well, that's the language. That's the language of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? right? So right, wrong, um, Mm -hmm. but better, more accurate, more intimate uh, is, is, is because we are all growing in the knowledge and God is not all like disgusted with his kids that we just haven't figured it out yet. Like we are totally dependent on him to figure it out, quote unquote, to have him mm-hmm. unveiled to us, which is an experiential thing, uh, a relational thing. Uh, and so, it, you know, you're not adored if, if you have it right, yeah. uh, if you're not adored when you have it wrong, right. you know, so if we're going to use that language, but this, this idea getting us unhooked from that, the judgment piece, because mm-hmm. with that judgment means I'm getting condemned because I have it wrong. I feel so condemned. Yeah. No, you just you just need a better model. So let me help you with your model. Let's tweak the model. Right. <laughs> and, and here's the exciting part. God actually enjoys the process too. So he's not going, oh man, you guys are such morons. And you're right. finally it's like cool. It's like your child learns something you like, yes, that's awesome. You you figured that out. Yay. I'm really excited you got that. And I think God delights. As we get in these little growth places, he's like, yeah, that's what I want to see in you. And in fact, we talked about this. Uh, one of the big areas that we do in the Christian church is we, uh, we misquote verse like, you know, when John says, I must become less and he become, must become more. Well, what's the context of that? His ministry was over. Right. <laughs> as far, so that's where he's become. It's not that he as a person disappears. I Yeah. And it's and I think what happens is and I've heard this over and over and I realize uh, it's like, well, well, God is most glorified when I'm completely gone, you know, out of the picture. And it's like this is Christian Buddhism. It's basically when I'm extinguished into the Brahman, then God is happy. And it's like, no, God is happy. Yeah, (laughs) he's most happy when I am me fully operating as me in harmony and relationship with him. That's the manifestation of the glory of God being replicated. Because you go look at Genesis, he says, we were made as in his image. And he said, go forth and multiply. When he said that, he wasn't just saying have sex and have kids. He's saying, I want my image to be replicated over and over and over and be seen throughout the universe. And I'm glorified when I show up and I'm seen in you acting as you, how I created you to be, then God is glorified. And we often get that false humility of, well, if anybody thinks, you know, you go pray for somebody and they get healed and it's like, oh, it wasn't me. It's all Jesus. And it's like, nobody thinks you did it. <laughs> you know, get over here. 
it's like I'm confused. Yes. Like, you know, and it's, it's just like, get over it. It's like, just do God stuff. Let him live and let him live through you and delight in the relationship. Because it's a partnership. He didn't, he didn't wave his magic wand and do it apart from you. He said, no, I'm going to do it with my son. I get to partner. And you're showing an image bear. You're, you're bearing that image. You're showing yourself a son who's partnering with his dad. And mm-hmm. it's, it's gorgeous. And, and, uh, you know, as parents, we're never more thrilled than when our kids are themselves and firing on all cylinders, right? Yes. That brings us glory, right? Right. Is when our kids are, glor- are being glorified. And so the, the thing that God is doing is glorifying his kids. Yes. Uh, because that that will bring him glory. But he's not thinking about himself. He's love. It's like, these are my kids. I, I love my kids. And, and that's where creation is re- released from its bondage. So purpose is also birth, birth there as we're, um, as, as we're being glorified. And it's just this win-win gorgeous and no yeah. one's competition because I, I don't need to comp, to compete to be a Becky or a Dan. I could be a Catherine and you get to be a Dan and you get to be a Becky. Right. And it's a win-win, like as we right. are more glorified, we're glorifying each other. It's, it's, it's the beauty of being one as he and the father are one as yes. in, in creation. Anyway, yeah. Keep on going. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah, people, I, we always get one of the things that just irritates me is that false humility of, Oh, I'm unworthy and I'm not. And it's like, Oh, quit bringing it to it, It's like, if you see, like you talked about great kids, you know, if you see a group of great kids, are you going to go, I bet they had terrible parents. And it's like, no, I'm guessing those are, they probably had a great family. They probably had some great parents. Now, granted, do some kids turn out great that had terrible parents? Sure. You know, but the nominal case is you see good kids. It glorifies the parents. Even if you've never seen the parents, Actually, that's funny, right? It's like if Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. If you see the kids, you've seen the parents. Boy, that'll preach right there. That's really good. I just that's yeah. a little pressure right there. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're there. I think we're in the hole. <laughs> okay, so everybody live in guilt for all your kids' mistakes, right? Yeah. But that's part of the freedom, yeah. right? Though, as I have to say, you know what? I know that's I've made mistakes. And we've had that discussion. It's like, yep, because I could have done this stuff better. Yep, could have done this, could have done that. And it's like, but guess what? You're responsible now for your own life. And, no, no, no. But your person, you're because your person is not their their mistakes yeah. or their wins. Yeah. A person is a person that has character and has a, right. a soul. And the spirit that communes with God, it, we definitely are still ensconced in this right and wrong feeling. Mistakes are not feeling. Yeah. And even to say that children you know, have the image of their parents and they bring glory to their parents, that has that edge of expectation right. on parents and whatever. And, and as we continue to walk in the spirit and understand God's heart for humanity, God's heart for us and for our children and or our parents, you know, it's for humans. The whole parent children role is just there because we've lived longer. You know, I've lived longer than my kids. So I have these little darlings that I can share some life experience with or big darlings now, um, you know, that I can share because I've walked a little bit longer. It has nothing to do with me being over them or teaching them, you know, right. 
that just that mentality there about the mistakes just is so revealing. Actually, what's interesting in that is it shows how deep the condemnation has been built into us in Mm -hmm. society, right? So if I just say something like that of, oh, my kids are a reflection of me, Mm -hmm. our natural instinct in the flesh is to go towards, oh, all my mistakes are in them and oh, right. it's a bad and that, right. you know, and it's just, there's and a, that false a humility thing. yeah, it is. It's that we go towards, it is easy to even, you know, being Mr. Gracie here, it's <laughs> easy to switch into I that. We get nabbed on our own message. Don't yeah. We? And, and go right in. into, like, man, okay. uh-oh. <laughs> You know, and that's the reality, though, is, is, you know, our kids are wonderful. You know, they're not all doing exactly what I would want them to do, but it's not my I don't get to pick, you know, and it's and they're not up to live to I could probably get in trouble. You better. Yeah, it sound wrong if I say it because of I've said things that sound wrong when they come out. So but now they're all doing fantastic. But um, it's just exciting to see that they each live differently it's a good thing but it's different than what you might think they would have been doing exactly but that's their life and and our expectations of them and Becky, i love what you were saying i love what everybody was saying but um specifically in this in this place of like the next generation and wow they're really like writing well they're 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 teaching me something about authenticity now sometimes that authenticity is authentically not worthy of them or authentically um, destructive. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we can yeah. go, we can get authenticity to in a place where it is destructive, but at least it's real. At least we know what the problem is mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, and all of that. And so, but in that process, we're adored. I mean, love covers a multitude of sins. And if mm-hmm. you're not adored in your cluelessness, I, I you're not adored. <laughs> I, I remember I was struggling with, I think at the time, there's so many things I struggled with. It was about rest. And I was like, I, being the type A guy, to earn it came from that type of background um you know this was like it was such foreign language like he literally had to like brainwash me and then insert a grid because it just was not there Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that the lord did to help me because i was so frustrated and i could quote the scriptures and do it it just like it was not getting in there i was like i was so frustrated with something god i'm so clueless you know i just can't Mm -hmm. get this and he goes Mm -hmm. I just adore you in your cluelessness. <laughs> it's, so, it's so cute when you do that. It's right? So right? It's like, well, this is where you meet me. So guess what? I'm here. So come yes. clueless one. Let me just help you get a clue. Yes. <laughs> you know? But yes. if you're not adored there, you're not adored. Right. If there's not grace there, there's not grace. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her. <laughs> yeah. So, and we're all there sometimes because we just don't know. We sometimes you can feel where you're clueless. You just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just need help. And you know, yes. we have help, and that's the beauty. We're one with the helper. That's right. Uh, right. And and there's there's mercy in it for where we're clueless, and there's yeah. grace in it for where you know we just need to be empowered. It's just so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the emphasis that, of the verse. That says, uh, when I'm weak, then he's strong. You know, we want, and so we think of that too, uh, which is exactly the situation you just said. When I'm at my worst or when I make the mistakes and when I fail, he's there to pick that up or to bring that to something valuable. And I think we sometimes using that false humility thing, we think, oh, what it means is I need to have none of me. I need to be fundamentally, 
you know, not good. And, and it's like, no, no, no. It means he's, he's available for all of our weaknesses. He's there to pick up what we don't have, but he, it, it's kind of like, I realized there's this bizarre paradox where God is simultaneously trying to make us completely dependent on him and completely independent at the same time. You know, it's kind of like, I want you to be fully dependent on me, but I also want to build you as a fully independent person who has everything you need. And yet, and then you can, that way we have that relationship, but it's kind of a paradoxical thing of neither is fully correct, but somehow he wants us mature. He wants us to be real people who make real decisions and have real abilities, but he also wants us to be fully leaning and dependent on him. And I think that's entering into that intimate relationship, not as in we're incompetent and can't do anything. It's I want to lean in because everything we do is a team effort. It's a group decision. It's we're all working together towards a common goal, a common place, and something that we, that is God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ, all together, we are bringing something together. And I think that's, that is the glory of God, is that unity in the diversity. It is so beautiful because there's stuff, Dan, I'm not going to get until I see it through you or through you, back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're dependent on God or inter- independent on one another, but we're growing and maturing. So we don't need to lean on God in the way we did before, because we have matured as sons and daughters. You right. know, my children don't need to lean on me, you know, to, um, you know, I don't know, fix their own bottles. Right. You know, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. but they, they still need me and we're still dependent, but it looks different, but we'll always right. be dependent, but we can also recognize where we have grown. We have matured as sons and daughters, as, as more adult that we can just flow in that. Um, while we're dependent on the other areas that, you know, we still need. And so it's this beautiful thing. And then we are, um, are, are interdependent on one another and it's this beautiful flow as a right. family. Mm-hmm. As a family. Yes. Um, that is amazing and mystical. Like I, I don't totally get it, but I'm sure having a fun time exploring it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. We could talk about this for days. Like oh we, do, we do. We talk about this all the time. We do. We we probably spend, that's probably a, I think one thing that's been really good in our marriage is we actually talk about this kind of stuff all the time. I mean, we work through things people are saying, sermons we've heard, Looks stuff crazy. we've heard, books we've read. We're actually pretty new to Joyland. We've lived in there not even quite a year. Yeah. And so, uh, like, it was definitely honeymoon phase. Like, anything anybody says, we're, like, grabbing on to, oh, what about this, you know, talking about, because it's such a, to brag on Larry again, just yeah, he's so good. Yeah. yeah. He's so good at navigating everybody in the church and bringing them into uh, a voice. Everybody has a voice there. And so right. you get to share your voice and say, Hey, this is the part I'm seeing about God, or here's the question I have. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's a, I think such a freeing place to be in a church where it's not, here's the, this sounds condemning to other churches. But I'm sorry about that, but well, maybe a little diagnostic. And if we get convicted, it may be a thing. Maybe, I guess. It's not, here's the party line. We all uh, agree to this party line. That's good. 
it's not a big party line. It's the Jesus party line. We got the Jesus party line part. Okay. And then what is everybody bringing to the table about what they know about Jesus and what they feel, you know, what's going on with God. So it's really, that's why we say we're talking a lot these days because they're so much new fodder, quite frankly, of things, you know, and even like, like being introduced to you, you know, at the, at the conference. And then in this situation where right. like, okay, let's listen to Catherine. What has she got to say? You know, and what are, what, who are the people she's bringing into her podcast? Was it Jonathan? Eden? Oh, John Welton. I John listened Welton, to the other day. That was beautiful. I've already recommended that to three different people, you know, Yay. like there's just this great connection, right. um, in life with people that are really seeking God. They're just seeking, yeah. we're just seeking God. That's all, you know, we're just all walking along. What about this with you, God? You know, it's such a, a an on wonder phase of life right, right. now, which is just. And it's also different. Uh, yeah. And even like with Larry, it's not that he's like, Oh, everybody go believe everything and whatever. And it doesn't matter. It's like, let's walk through scriptures. Let's dig. Let's, compare it let's start working through it together mm-hmm. right and he's very careful though to not just hammer anybody's idea and just kind of let it hang there and it kind of i think it's sort of a let's keep going and see if that idea goes away or if that idea gets built up and rather than again feeling like we have to correct everything because or have the answer yeah i think that's he doesn't been, feel like he has we, to have we the have, answer right he is awesome. very good at asking his own questions right and if, i you know if you were I know. No, go ahead. But I just, I feel like that's one of his great leadership styles is that he doesn't try to answer your question. He tries to help you answer your question. Yeah. And isn't, I mean, that's so Jesus, like as the rabbi was constantly Mm -hmm. trying to pull it out of you. So Mm -hmm. usually Jesus raised more questions than he answered because Mm -hmm. he was so um, pulling out of us. And apparently that was okay. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't have to have all the answers while he's answering something and pulling it out of you because that's honoring you as a human being created in his image and likeness as an image bearer and as a son and daughter. And he's, he was honoring and pulling that out and then guiding at the same time, knowing we need guidance. Yes. So we get everything. I mean, it is really astounding. And that's a secure God. And yes. Larry, as modeling this, it's a secure teacher that, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't have to come up with the answer, but let's let's investigate. Let's let's pull on this. And I mm-hmm. value the question. God mm-hmm. loves honest questions, honest, even irrelevant, not irrelevant, honest, irreverent questions, because if that's where your heart is, that's where you need to be met. And if you can't handle the irreverent stuff, you know, mm-hmm. apparently he's very right. insecure or touchy. I don't know. I don't think that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think we get probably pretty structured at church and that that probably Runs us down we a whole path. It, it, no, at various places churches. where, yeah, we have uniform. Like I was well, listening to Jonathan Welton's thing, you know, going through, you know, he screwed up bad for a long, and it was one of those, you <laughs> know, in, in a lot of things, but then he, he got better. He figured it out, you know, went through, dealt with the issues, and he's back in ministry doing his thing. And I think a lot of times, yeah, and same with his marriage, messed up some stuff there. And it's one of those and where heard people, it wasn't like it was like a not a big deal because it didn't matter. Right. It doesn't knock you out. You don't, you're not then, okay, well, you're, you're no longer valid. You know, you know, right. and now he's coming like, back. Yes, yes, right. really. He was healed. Offer that's amazing. That's even greater right. than you had before. Right. Yeah. Restoration yeah. is such a critical part. And God wants 
those who make mistakes to come back. I mean, I'll give you a contrasting picture. My dad wanted to be a missionary. You know, he was in the 1940s, was pilot in World War II. He was actually a pilot for Mission Aviation Fellowship. He actually lived with Nate Saint and Jim Elliott and was friends and was was actually going to go down to Ecuador to be part of the martyrs. Um, But his wife divorced him Mm. and uh, had a very short, you know, it was one of those post-war, very short kind of trauma things. Well, he was kicked out of the MAF. Uh, He was went back to his pastor. His pastor said, Frank, God will never use you again. You're done. Ow. But <laughs> it's one of those where, well, he went back into the Air Force and the Air Force flew him all around the world. And we had people in our homes and he basically did. We did ministry in our house. But I was amazed. That's one of the things I want to you know, shout out to my parents. I was amazed for that kind of wounding, mm-hmm. you know, in the 1940s, 1950, around that time, they just got up and said, you know, even though we got burnt completely yeah and there was mistakes were made by various you know that's you know who knows with a divorce there's issues um but it's like but we want to still follow our call and go where god has called us to go right and it's like and i think if we can get that lesson to say we're gonna stumble we might even do really terrible massive screw-ups in our life right but it doesn't mean we're done right we have something to go. In fact, we came up with a saying. My dad, when he was in his 70s, was teaching a Sunday school class for the elderly people in his church. And I gave him the motto of, uh, if you're not dead, you're not done. <laughs> it's, it's like yes. your ministry. Yeah. If you're not dead, God still has some purpose. there. Wow. Oh, that's and that's so beautiful. And the fact that he kept his heart pure enough. Yeah. That he wasn't like, oh, well, you know, forget the church, forget everything. No, I just have to do a different route. And and we do get wounded. And and unfortunately, sometimes we wound. I mean, it's a thing, you know, in our brokenness, we we can hurt people. It's just a thing. And this is why we're all needing that. But God never sits anybody out and says, no, you're unusable now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. That's a gorgeous story. Wow. Yeah. So. I love that. Wow. I can't believe we're already at the top of the hour. I'm bummed. Yeah. I feel like we just got started. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Me too. This is great. Yeah. That was the one. What? Well, any final um, nuggets, words of wisdom, no pressure. <laughs> but if you have it, great. I think the, the resound there, the recurring theme is just you're intimately loved by the living God whose desire is always to bring you to something better, to give you more, to be with you more, to enjoy you more and to delight in that. And we can get rid of all the junk that keeps us from recognizing that, from enjoying that and from living in that. It's just, that's how we grow. That's how. Amen. (laughs) Anything you want to add, Becky? (laughs) Ah, just keep going. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just don't don't give up. Don't never give up. Never surrender. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So. Well, I hope you guys will come back again. Clearly, we um, have maybe one or two other places we could talk. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Honestly, this I'm is really wonderful. excited. We will reciprocate and have you be a guest on our panel. Yes. Although this will be definitely yeah. one of our episodes. So yeah. we can find out more about, about hear more about you. 
yes, so and yes. your path and so forth because yes. you certainly have a lot of interesting yes. things your life maybe so. maybe one or two yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's all it's all good it's all great well it has been super super fun i'm so excited for the relationship and getting to know you guys more so happy to mm-hmm. you know be on your podcast have you back mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff but it's beautiful. And I, I really uh, just love you guys already. And I just, feel, I feel like I've known you and in a way, maybe we have, but however that is mystically, but um, thank you so much for being on. I know people will enjoy it. Oh, tell, tell people where they can contact you. Um, I'll, I'll be including the links that you said, but if you just okay. say. Yeah. Our website is grace.world. No comms, no nothing, just grace.world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gets you, there's a thing on there for all our links. Um, we're on, our podcast is on Spotify and Apple and all the various things under grace world. And we're on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as true grace world. So nice. Well, go find them. Go to them. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Catherine. May you be blessed in your ministry and even just in this day, I pray that there's great delight in your heart from the Lord mm-hmm. over all the things that he uh, loves about you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And likewise. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. we will definitely keep in touch. We'll be in touch. All right. All right. Thank Have you. a great day, guys. Okay. Right, Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.